Hello, everybody. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Nerdball Podcast, presented by my basement. Uh, here I am, hanging out, uh, doing podcasts. It's been great. Uh, it's going great. This episode is great. But before we get to that, uh, check out uh, FortMakesCrossFit.com. Uh, I am not in their office, but uh, they've always been good to me. And they, anytime I need to hop in there for an episode or two, they're willing to accommodate. So check them out. They got classes f- for all age groups, all skill levels, FortMaxCrossFit.com. Uh, check out my t- Twitch stream. Follow me on there. Uh, I'm, it's something new. I don't know how often I'm going to do it or when I'm going to do it. But uh, if you're a follower, follow me there and it'll notify you when I'm going live on Twitch. Uh, just search the Nerdball podcast. The username is the underscore nerdball underscore podcast, but I'm sure if you just search the Nerdball Nerdball podcast, it'll show up. Um, follow me on all social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, YouTube. Uh, check out the YouTube. We got a few more subscribers last week, so that's uh, exciting. Even though my kids... They've make fun of me less now that I let them know, like, hey, this is kind of a big deal still. I don't have a million followers, but this is, I think we're up to like almost 120. So we're, we're doing all right. If I can get that thing up to 200 by Christmas, I think it'll be good. So uh, help me out there. If you haven't, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, nothing really happens uh, except we get another subscriber and you get notified when a video comes out once or twice a week, uh, if you're lucky. So uh, thanks for doing all that. Uh, the episode today was amazing. Uh, it is with the uh, Praise Virginia High School uh, band director. And it is, it, we talk, talk a lot about music, a lot about uh, uh, football, uh, just being a teacher and a coach, that kind of stuff. But you have to stay until the end. Uh, I could have done that all day. Uh, I won't spoil the surprise, but it has to do with tuba tuba players. So uh, it, it is so good. But yeah, you got to go. T- uh, uh, wait till the end. The whole episode's great, but uh, we might just turn the end into a whole separate episode. It was it was a good time. So uh, I look forward <laughs> to your reaction. Let me know what you think. Uh, enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Jason Jordan, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Awesome, Jason. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. I knew, like, I always tell people to do that, and then I was like, and then you could add your own flair or however you want to do it or whatever, and you did it how I thought you would do it, and that was perfect. So, <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, again, thanks for coming on. I, uh, I I really like when people reach out to me and say, like, uh, you know, hey, I, I heard about your podcast. My friend said I should contact you or this or that. So it's it's exciting. Uh, I'm also interested in, like, who mentioned it to you, just just because I like to know that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, so a couple of people actually said, hey, you should contact the Nerdball podcast. It was Andrew Whiting and okay. Scott Buecher, um said both said, hey, you should totally check this out. Uh, I think you would really enjoy the experience and he's such a great guy and uh, so good at the interview process. So I was like, Oh yeah, this sounds like a dream. So I was, I'm just so excited. And uh, when you had said, Hey, yeah, let's do it. I was like, wow. You know, like I've made it in my life and you know, here we oh. are. I'm, I've arrived. So uh, yeah, man, I'm here. I, you know, I, I, uh, and I'm excited. Excited to to for the experience. Good, good. All right. Well, the, what I always have people uh, start with is, 
what is something you've been nerding out about lately? I like asking this question to get people outside of their like, all right, well, the daily grind, like I'm always, I go to work and do this and do that. But what is something you do on the side, uh, a hobby, something you do with friends, something that just gets you away from that, that daily grind of, of being at work? Great question. Um, so uh, for me, I'm very fortunate in that I kind of get to do what I love for a living. So I'm a big music guy. Um, and so um, a lot of my life outside of work is really tied into music. Um, I think the biggest thing right now is I uh, started a teacher rock band, which is kind of a, uh, a combination of things I do at work, but uh, really it, it born more of, of my experiences outside of work. So I've been really into bass guitar playing and um, and really learning about uh, sounds, uh, soundscaping and equalization and mixing and compression and all those wonderful things. Um, but besides that, uh, I'm also a huge poker head. Uh, I yeah. love playing poker. Uh, I've been playing poker, got there from my Magic the Gathering card uh, Dungeons and Dragons days in high school um, and got to college and found out people wanted to uh, play card games for nickels. So um, so I've been doing uh, both of those things a lot. So uh, they keep me busy, you know, um, as you know, the school year's just started. So mm -hmm. it's kind of that transition from nerding out for two and a half months to, uh, you know, going back to the to the grind, which is also great. But uh, but yeah, so those are my two big things. Also, I, uh, I play some uh, play uh, Overwatch 2, which is a video game. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many it's a yeah, kind of born from the, the, the Team Fortress. Uh, doom and quake days of the 90s um and so i'd say those are the things i'm really nerding out about right now for sure so uh we'll, we'll dissect these a little bit so uh bass guitar and this and this band that you got together which i saw it be yeah. formed on on social media as like posts different posts like hey we're doing this thing or this or that and so that was like yeah. a, a, a cool thing to see i think you guys call yourselves the, the clipboards yes uh the clipboards yeah. uh we are uh four junior high teachers um that you know, uh, I had been working with one of the teachers uh, on some projects, some creative, some creative projects and some videos uh, we, were, we were doing for fundraising, raising money. And one day, you know, we just kind of uh, I was just kind of thinking, you know, how cool would it be to is it, you know, when I was a kid, we used to go in our garage and just play like Green Day tunes with our amps cranked up, you know, and our $20 guitars and screaming into microphones. How nobody understands this, right? Um, and what would be the teacher version of that, right? So we got some people together. The only rule was, I guess, outside of me was nobody with musical training. Because part of the <laughs> shtick of the clipboards is that it's four teachers who don't know what they're really doing, but we just want to have this celebration of just being together and making music. So um, it's, you know, it's, it's gone really well. We played uh, the staff opening day for Perrysburg schools. Um, and, and for three performances, we've, we've played over two, for over 2000 humans. So right. um, it's been a, yeah, it's been pretty good. You know, I think the genre that we do is I like to call it teacher rock, um, which is if you go into a teacher's classroom, what kind of songs are you going to hear on the radio? Right. So stuff like Brown Eyed Girl and I'm a Believer, Listen to the Music, Happy by Pharrell Williams. Uh, we do some Disney stuff. A lot of shtick, though. So um, I grew up um, when I was a kid. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, you know. Um, now, I'm only 45, so when I say black and white TV, I need people who are listening to this to understand that it was only because we couldn't have a color TV. Color TV existed, not that. Um, but really, the only two stations it would get were um, uh, Lawrence Wealth on PBS and The Honeymooners, which is this old black and white mm -hmm. comedy from, like, I think the 60s or something. And so it really shaped me, uh, not only as a musician, but 
Um, also in like my my creative uh, my creative perspective. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of shtick and a lot of jokes, mm-hmm. a lot of like Sonny and Cher laughing. So only half of it's really music, which which is which is great. But the biggest compliment I get from people, and it's been really well received, is wow, you're actually not as bad as I thought you were going to be. Um, which, hey, I'll take it, man. As a junior high band director, that's that's a great compliment. So, um, yeah, it's it's going well. And uh, as, as we, uh, we're, we're getting a new show now, it's kind of based around the Jacket Way, which is, um, you know, kind of a prevailing uh, mindset that we try to get students uh, as far as in team building and community. And, and our big goal, fingers crossed, this summer is to actually do some public performances, uh, some music in the parks and stuff. So, okay. um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's been fun. Um, it's just four junior high teachers just having a good time and celebrating life, you know, uh, as we float around in space on this rock together, you know. Um, I, I, th- so, I think it's uh, I think it's funny. And I think it's uh, uh, when you talk about, you know, it's half music, which I think it has to be when you uh, three quarters of your band has no musical experience like it has to be something else but it's good that you guys are like all right yes we're not good at music because we this is not what we do so what what are we good at what can we do to add to the show what can we do and you know when you do play music like you said it's kind of it's kind of a backhanded compliment we're like yeah you're not as bad as i thought you're gonna be but it's still like all right well that does okay that means we're not terrible and, and what we're doing is is fun and people enjoy it yeah, it's it's more about a vibe, and you know, and we really have pushed it musically. And another thing too, uh, push the is we have a backing ensemble. Our backing ensemble is called the Protractors, and they're junior high band students. So they're PJHS band students. Our horn section is so cool. They do all the horn moves, and they have a bunch of shtick that they do too. Um, and so it's, it's really a good time. And it was what really was was really eye opening to me was. Uh, it was a big risk, you know, mm-hmm. saying that we're going to do this thing and we're going to do it in front of every staff and faculty member in all of Perrysburg schools. Uh, me, I have no shame. So, like, it doesn't matter to me. You could put me up there and I, you know, I could juggle poorly for you for an hour. It doesn't matter to me. But the other teachers were a little like, oh, my gosh, Mr. Jordan, this is this is really out of her comfort zone. So, yeah. um, you know, bringing them out and just really highlighting people that wow, I never knew this person could sing. I never knew this person actually kind of knows how, you know, how to play their instruments. And so um, it's really a celebration of those people too. But it's so cute when you get the little bandlings up there doing the little horn moves and doing their little backing ensemble. And we got Tom Hostler involved. He was part of the shtick. Um, You know, I... I basically told him to negotiate this contract and then he sent the school resources to officers after us. We got arrested. It was great. Um, so <laughs> it yeah, it's, great. it's a good time, man. Yeah, it was, it was great. What? You know, I'd never been, I uh, haven't been arrested before. So, um, you know, that was a new experience for me on stage as that was going down, but um, you know, uh, and the officers were great though. You know, if I'm going to be arrested by anyone, uh, I want it to be our school resource officers because they are the absolute best. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Who are the other people, uh, members and clipboards, the clipboards? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Corinne Roach uh, is our singer and keyboard player. Um, she's an eighth grade science teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelly Treese is our guitarist and also a singer. Uh, she plays, uh, she is an eighth grade ELA teacher. And Tom Przbilski, who is the uh, one of our guidance counselors at PJHS. Now, I will say we cheat a little bit. Um, Corinne uh, has has played piano her whole life. She's sung in choirs and stuff before, but she's not musically trained. You know, she did music off college. Kelly plays guitar in her worship groups. Uh, we're not really sure what Tom does, but he's the drummer, so who cares, right? <laughs> like, I mean, uh, he doesn't have to be a musician to be a success, success, yeah, successful. So, yeah. Uh, 
but we have a good time and um and uh but yeah those are the members of the group and then with the junior high kids it rotates because you age out of it like eventually you're going to get old you're going to leave our nest and you're going to become a high schooler and again one of the things with the clipboards is that it has to be junior high kids so um it really allowed it, it's creative you know when i uh we have a big junior high pep band and i arrange all the music for that so it's kind of neat to that challenge of how can i arrange these pop songs that everyone knows mm -hmm. for a teacher band with a student horn ensemble so it stretches me musically which which i really like but yeah and i'll tell you those girls can sing man they sing better than me i get to sing i get i, I get to shout on a couple songs but um they're really uh they do but they do great work it's it's been a lot of fun and we're excited to see where that goes yeah. and um, it's really stretched me as a musician too that's cool yeah any anytime you can gain something from something you already do like gain obviously you're always one you're always trying to get more knowledge and you know more satisfaction or more you know something out of it and you know it, it, that creates a that's a, a nice hobby and this side thing it, it makes it more than that because you're constantly like hey we're doing better we're doing more we're doing more you know so it, it, that's good to hear it's, it's it's exciting hopefully yeah you guys get to play some of those some of those parks and stuff that'd be cool to see yeah, man. And our, our biggest goal in the end, we want to play the Maumee Indoor Theater someday and see our name up on the marquee. Can you imagine, like, telling my friends back in Chicago where I grew up, yeah, we made it. I mean, we're the Maumee Indoor guys. I mean, I'm already doing this podcast, right? So I don't think playing the Maumee Indoor is really shooting at the moon at this point. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, and really, I'm excited, too, to see where we're at. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to, you talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, mm -hmm. And... Um, that it always um it always interested me like to i've never done it uh it always interested me i was just never in my my group of friends were were athletes and we hung out and we you know did this did our normal high school stuff but as i got older it interested me more because i like i think it, it inter interest me to be a dungeon master because i like storytelling and i like writing and i like doing that kind of stuff um not as much as the like um I don't know. I, 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 that's the part about that I like. I like the whole storytelling aspect of it. But but how, is that something that you've been into your entire life? Yeah, I uh, got into it in junior high, uh, back in the early 90s, uh, back when people, uh, you, you actually had to kind of play it on the down low because there was a big push at the time that, you know, it was introducing bad things to kids. Yeah, um, yeah, so I actually yeah. hit it. Yeah, I hid it from my parents, you know, um, of all, all the things that have to be in the closet about in life. Um, for me, it was Dungeons and Dragons. And, and so, yeah. Um, and so I, uh, uh, we used to get together and play. I love the storytelling aspect, too. Uh, I was uh, a DM in most of our groups. Um, it's definitely a different experience playing it than it is uh, hosting it or running it. Um, you know, uh, I is I'm a stats guy. So I think music, especially band and athletics, have a they're different genres but they have a lot of parallels between the two of them in in what attracts you know i love watching sports i can't play any sports other than like you know who can go to the buffet line the quickest but uh you know yeah you know so but uh uh you know so there's a lot of numbers there's a lot of stats there's a lot of strategy um but there's also a lot of creativity and a lot of um like you said storytelling and a lot of imagination so the combination of those two things you know the right and the left brain has always been fun to me and because i always hung out with band people and nerds um you know i had lots of people who wanted to play dungeons and dragons um so we used to have a little underground game 
at the Bolingbrook, uh, I forget the name of the library. We had a library. We used to rent out a room in the basement. We used to cover up the things with shades because, again, you weren't allowed really. Playing Dungeons and Dragons was not a thing you wanted to be seen doing at the time uh, by adults or your wow. peers. So, yeah, we had like a little speakeasy down in the basement of our our, our library. Uh, did, did that and, make, uh, it, more, did that make it more fun? Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We even had like handshakes. We were total nerds. I mean, I like <laughs> we went all the way. Like, we would see each other in the hallway and be like, hello, mage. You know what I mean? And, you know, but but we couldn't let other people know because they take our lunch money or something, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but no, it was it was great. And it, it really, I think, influenced me in my early years to, to really come out of my shell a little bit and, and to just kind of celebrate who we are as people, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, I played all through college uh, and a little bit past college, but then life kind of gets going. Um, but now I facilitate my daughter. My daughter is, has been in a campaign with some of her friends since they were uh, in, in a late elementary school. And they're all in college now, and they still get together. Um, wow. I've been a guest a guest character on those runs, so that's always fun. Um, yeah, usually some sort of big ogre-type person, which which is, suits me, I think. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's been – yeah, it, it, it's pretty great. It's, it's shown me a lot of great things. It, it got me a lot of friends that I wouldn't maybe have had otherwise, um, mm. especially growing up. So, yeah, it's a whole vibe, man, just like anything in life, I suppose. Uh, but – uh yeah yeah you should do it someday if we ever get if I ever get one together an adult one man you should do it with this it'd be, it'd be a total bomb as the kids say yeah it, it seems like I said it seems really fun and I like the aspect of like uh yeah we've been doing this for the same thing for for ten years you know it's it's like a, a cool thing mm-hmm. to to seem to be a part of but yeah man it it uh like I said it, it does it interests me a lot because it is like a lot of creative stuff and a lot of like you know um improv type stuff and you know all, all that yes. all that kind of things yeah yeah uh the, the sure. last thing you awesome. the last thing you mentioned was uh playing video games and it's so funny because mm-hmm. i i've talked about it countless times on here but i play Fortnite. um i play with um by myself or with my son or recently i've been playing with some of the high school football players they get all excited when oh, they're nice. like, do, you, do you play video games they're like yeah uh yeah. and then i just started a twitch stream uh which is wow. something new for me I uh, kind of working out the kinks. I was doing it yesterday a little bit. I wasn't quite sure if my mic was working. I don't have a camera yet. So I was doing all that. Um, so they, they were pretty excited about uh, they being the football players. Was, they were like, yeah, coach, you should stream. And I was like, I don't know how. And they was like, coach, you have an Xbox? Like, you, you go, yeah, I go, it's real easy. You just click a couple buttons. And sure enough, it was. It's almost too easy. <laughs> like, man. This, it is. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, my, my question for you is you, you mentioned Overwatch. Uh, a couple of things. Do you play other games and have you streamed or do you do any streaming? It's a great question. Um, playing a lot of different games, you know, more so when I was younger, uh, when I had a little bit more time, you know, I uh, being 45, I kind of grew up right in that Atari and Nintendo in my formative years. So, you know, like this generation coming up of parents that are around my age have had video games around their whole life. So yeah. we're not so scared of them um as maybe older people would be but um nowadays overwatch mostly uh and the same thing uh, i play mostly with my uh, my two my two kids um you know uh something we can do together especially now that my oldest is at college so you know we get on jump on and play and um i play destiny as well i played a lot of destiny um back in the day um but really before that uh, i was really into like the team fortresses and the quakes and the dooms 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also played like the Starcrafts, the world, uh, and played a lot of World of Warcraft. Man, that was like a second time job when I was a young adult. <laughs> um, if you ever done any of that stuff, yeah. If you ever get in any of those multi, those big, huge role playing games online, if you really want to go after it and go after like the high level content, I mean, it's it's a part time job. And um, you know, you know, once you have kids and stuff, it's hard. And, mm-hmm. and once you have like a career that's going, you know. Uh, yeah, uh, most of Overwatch you play a couple times a week. I play competitive. Uh, we try to do the competitive oh. stuff. Uh, my son, my son is is pretty good. Uh, I'm one of those guys that like I'm probably not going to get yelled at by the team for being bad. But no one's going to give me any gold stars for anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, You're you just know, there. So I just kind of lay low. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like that good blocking tight end. It's not going <laughs> to give a stat line, but it's going to help some other people out uh, in the long run. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and so we play yeah, doing that. Um, I don't quite play. So the kids at school, just like you, the junior high kids, are like, Mr. Jordan, you got to give us our gamer tag, buddy, because, you know, um, we want to play with you. And, I, you know, in, a, in junior high, one of the coolest things about teaching it is, you know, when they're in sixth grade at their HPI, they're, they're kind of like elderly adult, or elderly children. And then when I get them in seventh, they're like infant adults, right? And they're uh, okay. just starting to learn the teachers are real people, right? I don't just mm-hmm. pop out of the, the the music stand at six in the morning and go back into the timpani at three, right? I have a life and 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 I always tell them it's like, look, man, um sometimes when Mr. Jordan gets surprised or gets real excited, there might be, you know, a certain you know, word or two that pops out um that you don't would normally hear Mr. Jordan say, mm-hmm. you know, you know, uh maybe the S were, you know, we won't get into it too much <laughs> in the podcast, but you know. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not ever flaming or yelling at other people, but you know, just so I can always continue to set my best example for students, I sure. don't allow them. Yeah. Now, if I high school kids I played because I mean they're high school kids, you know how it is. Yep. Um, yep. they understand this yet. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I still see kids and you know, I go to Meyer or something, I'm shocked. Jordan, what are you doing here? Like, well, bro, I'm grocery shop. <laughs> Why? Well, I do go home and eat, you know, I, yeah. uh, I don't just, uh, I don't, uh, just live on valve oil and spit. So, um, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. Right. So, but yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, you know, uh, it, and it's good. Uh, you know, uh, we have kids, uh, you know, my own two kids, like I said, play all the time. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a good, yeah. it's a, it's a good jam. I haven't streamed yet. Um, one day, maybe, I don't know if anyone would watch me for the actual content. I just have to tell a lot of jokes maybe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, um, I've been on streams before where we've played with people that are streaming. Oh. So I guess I'm like famous adjacent that way. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but yeah, so that's, that's my thing. You know, we, we get on probably once a day, uh, you know, maybe a couple hours on the weekends, but um, yeah, Fortnite I used to play save the world. I never did the actual PVP. Okay. I did the one where you build all the traps and fight all the zombies. We thought that was kind of like tower defense. Yeah, I think yeah. that was originally, wasn't that originally what Fortnite was? And then like the <clears throat> PVP became a big deal and it kind of shifted focus. I, I'm not sure. I've only, I've probably only been playing for a couple of years. So I, yeah, I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, it, it's yeah. fun now. And it is like, but it's the same thing. Like you, you're like uh, this, I'm not just a coach. Like I don't, you're some weird adult. You're like, yeah, all the kids like see it as a, a certain way or a different way. Or like they even said, coach, uh, do, when, when'd you get Snapchat? I go, I've had it for like five years. They're like, Oh, it's like this new yeah. thing that I'm too old. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It, it is, especially this age group, they don't think outside of themselves a whole lot yet. Yeah. And that's not a criticism. And that's just, that's how human development. I was that way. I'm sure you, were that yeah. way when you were a kid you know your whole universe is, is really you know cent- 
centrified around um, you, you know, just like we believe the whole universe used to rotate around the sun, you know, one a long time ago, you know, and so you don't really see it through the lens of that these teachers and these coaches are, are real people and they go through real life emotions just like you, you know, yes, Mr. Jordan does get frustrated sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. yes, Mr. Jordan has a bad day, you may not see it, but um, we are humans too. So it, it is kind of neat though, at least at the junior high level to kind of share stories with them and, and talk and then say, Hey man, once you leave my nest, I'll give you my gamer tag and then you can come, you can come party with me. But, um, but yeah, so it, and it, and it brings people together, you know, like you said, mm-hmm. I don't know where, where you're at uh, on your age journey, but um, you know, like I said, I grew up, grew up, you know, with the Atari and Nintendo and, yeah. and it's, it's so interesting now, you know, you, you, you adults, you know, when I was a kid and adults were like, put down those video, you know, or everything was a Nintendo, no matter what it was, yep. it was a Genesis, <laughs> it was a PlayStation, everything was a Nintendo, right? And, you know, you know, and like my parents never understood that certain games you couldn't just pause, yep. right? But with my kids, I grew up when we had kids, I was like, listen, there's a couple of things I'm going to make sure I do. I'm going to raise these kids to be good people. But number two, I'm going to understand they can't pause their video games sometimes <laughs> and they're just going to have to keep playing. Dinner's just going to have to wait. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. But yeah, it's it, it is neat, and it's it's a great way to connect with these kiddos because they need those connections, man. Especially human yep. ones that aren't you know over uh, satellites and uh, and phone displays. So that, um, that's why I like about it good. too. I, I like that like that. Yeah, we're playing a video game, but we're also talking talking about whatever you know. If you know if yes. they're if they're asking questions or this or that, you know, I, that's my favorite part about coaching is getting whoever whoever wants that relate builds wants to build that relationship with me like I'm, I'm open to it if you don't want to you're fine i'll just coach you and i'll make jokes about you with you and that kind of stuff but if you want to talk about certain things like that's why i'm so open about a lot of stuff so so they are aware of like all right here's what's gone through his here's what he has gone through his life and maybe he can help me do this or that or you know i'm struggling with you know, I have a parent who struggles with substance abuse and I know he did too. So like all that kind of stuff, like that's my favorite part about coaching. Yeah. Do I want to win? I want my players to do well. Yes. But like, if, if I can help them, you know, grow as a, as a man, you know, as they get older, then, then that's, you know, that's what we've done here, you know? Right. Yeah. And I, it's, it's so crazy how much there's parallels between, especially, uh, you do a lot of football, right? Correct. Yeah. Mostly football. Yeah. Football coach. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So band, uh, as far as music is concerned, is kind of the football of music. So we have the most instruments. We have the most, you know, when we're running plays, which is our music, mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of considerations. We have parts that don't even necessarily rehearse together mm-hmm. until we get into the big drills. You put them. And so it's interesting how you have time. You know, I'm really, really lucky in my life in that I get to be a coach for a living. Really. Um, I teach band all day, just like you know, I would teach football all day and um, establishing those relationships with kids is so important. And, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, what's neat too, is also the families you get to meet, you know, uh, and, you know, you'll have a kid and then they have a little sibling that comes through yeah. four years later. And it's like, Oh, I remember this family. Yeah. These guys are a trip. You know, I love this. this group. <laughs> I can't wait to work with them again, you know? Um, and so it's neat when you coach a sport or you, or you teach a music class or something where, you know, you know, you, you get to, to, you have time, you have years to build these relationships, not just a semester, you know, um, you have multiple years and, and their, and their families and their friends that, that you see, you know, it's, it's crazy because we're getting to the point now in my career where um, I'm starting to have kids of people I had my first couple of years when I was the assistant high school director. Yeah, that was definitely an interesting <laughs> thing. That first day I'm reading the attendance, I was like, Bayer, wow, you look a lot like this kid I had my first year teaching. I was like, you know, and she said, oh yeah, that's my mom. I thought, wow, you know, I 
I took the coffee and I took a really long sip, you know. I was like, dang, wow, that's that's a trip, man. Um, so it's it is really neat to build because it is a special thing, you know, in athletics and sports and, and music. And that that's what the core teachers can't do that, but they have they their time with the kids is so limited and it's so structured from above them that they can only do so much. Yeah. You know, and then people in the arts and athletics do have this angle where you can really connect with kids at a different level. I'm not saying that the core teachers can't, just saying that if the, the table's a little better set for us in our mm-hmm. position, you and I, uh, to have those relationships. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool thing. And, and like I said, it's one of my, one of my favorite parts about doing what I do. And, you know, I, I don't have to worry about like teaching them because I'm not a teacher. I, I work for the parks. Um, but so I, I can like, it's almost like I have like extra like energy or extra like emotions going into it because I haven't had to deal with high school kids or junior high kids all day where it, it can like, so, uh, there's a lot of highs, there's a lot of lows. And sometimes that energy just gets zapped out of you. And when you come to practice, you're like, oh, I, all right, I got two more hours of this. But for me, I was like, all right, I had to deal with some stuff at the park. I had to direct my staff, this and that or whatever, but now I can come, I have all this energy for this football team, for this two hour practice that I can, you know, dole out. However, I got to dole out. So it's a little easier. I think it's a little easier for me because I'm not, I'm not having to talk to them all day. Yeah. But I think there are, you know, the hardest part sometimes teaching. And I, and I tell my student teachers and my methods teachers this a lot of times it's not, it's really not the kids. If the kids, at least in band, 95% of those kids are choosing to be in my class at this point. Mm-hmm. So they want to be there, uh, which makes my life a lot easier. Um, it's, you know, you go through so much red tape, I think, as a teacher, as any job. I mean, really, any profession has it, right? You want to get something done. You want to do it the best way that you can. You want to be the best, you know. Um, and there's so many hoops to jump through. I think, though, the hardest part sometimes, and the thing that really zaps my energy, is when you have those kiddos that they're great kids and they want to do everything right, but you just can tell they don't have a support system behind them mm-hmm. when they leave school every day. And, um, and that's not, I'm not trying to judge, you know, Correct. Yeah. people's families, right? Yeah. It's not a judgment thing. It's just me. You can see it. Right. And you just want the best for that. You're like, man, this kid, so it's like, you know, it's like if, if someone has this amazing bass guitar, this amazing tuba, and like, it just sits in the case and they never play it. They never polish it. They never keep it up. It's like, wow, this, this instrument, this instrument's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it could make this beautiful music. If someone would just play it, you know, um, and I think that is is part of it. But hey, uh, before I forget, big win for you all down in Marysville, man! Congratulations, yeah. Yeah. man! I uh, even your first win was so dominant. I, and it is a band. We love that running clock too. It's a long day for those kids. <laughs> so when the football team goes out there and just crushes like that, the band's even more jammed, man. Like, on it, you know. Um, but yeah, hey, that Marysville win. Um, oh. I mean. Not not only was it an amazing fashion, but I I don't think Perrysburg, uh, you know, on paper was predicted to win that game. No, uh, uh, people I talked to. Yeah, even Coach Connor, uh, he tweeted after the game, and he one of the he he had like four points, and the last point it just said zero and five, and I'm like, oh, what does that mean? And then I looked at the picture, they the reporters for the Blade or whatever, they have five of them, and every one of them picked Marysville. So that, you know, that, that was cool. It was, yeah, it was exciting. I talked a little bit about on, on, uh, the episode that'll go out that went out previously this week, but, um, so like it's, it was, it was the most exciting game because like there was a lot of ups and downs, uh, and then obviously we won, 
it wasn't the most fun game because the, the, the fun games are the ones where you're winning by 50 and every time everything's fun if someone makes a mistake oh, yeah. you can laugh about it you know yeah so like uh th- but this was exciting because you didn't know where we were going to be at at the end of it and it was it was yeah it was it was very exciting it was it was a cool moment it was it was cool yeah yeah, great energy too. Um, and, and that's something about our our football. Not even, moving on from like the team, but like the experience, the game day experience at Perrysburg High School. It's just yeah. so good, man. We go. I mean, we see all the NLL schools. You know, uh, as a marching band nerd, my whole life, I've been to so many high school football games, and it's just the experience that we have in Perrysburg. The people, you know, with the, the student, obviously, obviously the the, the athletes, but student section the band the cheerleaders and even the parents man they get after it with those those gallon jugs full of rocks and those cowbells whatever people bring in nowadays yeah. to make some noise um so how do you know how do the, the the football team you know just to to get your ear on uh, ideas with the changes in the nll you know uh it's, it's different you know um mm. some of those poor schools who like mommy just had their first win here in, in a yeah. couple of years because and that's not a dig on their football team. They were just in the NLL grew around them and they were just locked and they couldn't grow. And so they had to, they had to find another, um, what, what do you all think about the new look of the NLL? So it, it's good for us being a, a football team, uh, because normally, I mean, we've the past few years, we've played Finley and we've played Whitmer out of, out of conference. Cause that's just, you know, they're bigger schools and, and that helps us, but so it helps us more. I was just looking at our schedule yesterday, and all we play is Division One and Two teams, which obviously more Division One teams now, which is good, based because how the playoffs work. Obviously, that if we beat those teams and they go on to have really good work records, it helps point wise. There's this whole computer system that they put all these wins and loss records, and then your opponents, uh, your opponents win and loss records, and then the, the they the opponents of that like all these things that just add up to all your points put you in a, a in a in a ranking and that's how you figure out where you're at in the playoffs so having these bigger schools is helpful for that uh, helpful for our kids and experience you know uh not to say that uh division four napoleon you know they beat us once a, a few this is probably almost 10 years ago now but they beat us once there and mommy has beaten us you know i think the last time they beat us was 2017 so it does happen but uh, it doesn't happen on a regular basis, and usually they aren't very good overall. So you know, beating a, a Division Four team and then them being two and eight also doesn't help. So it's good. It's good for that. Also, there was a comment on one of the pages about you know why are we going to Marysville to play a football game, a regular season football game? But there's a lot of schools that aren't that don't want to play us around here, and and we have to go further out. We played Dublin Kaufman, we played Dublin Jerome, like we played these teams where this, we got to go play these games wherever we can play them. And they're, they're, it's good for us. Again, playing these good teams just overall makes it makes it a lot better. But I, I'm i excited for the league. I think it's exciting. It makes every every game is gonna should be a good game. You know, we have Fremont Ross this week, and then we got uh, – I think we ended up playing like Finley, Whitmer, like all these good teams. Then we finished with Anthony Wayne, wow. which is – I'm glad they put Anthony Wayne at the end because that's that's been our rival for – you know a decade now so that that's good too but i think it's good and and, and having kids play these tough games especially if you want to go on and play in college is good for you too yeah i i like it music's the same way man like as we push and get more experiences for the bands here like 
you know, when we go to competitions or mm -hmm. when we look at music, like we just, you know, back in the day, you know, when I first got here, we, the, you know, we, instead of having division one, two or three bands are based by ability. So it's not based by like enrollment or anything like that. It's like you okay. say, basically say we're this good and we're going to compete against these bands. And when we first started, we were in the lowest division. I mean, we were playing, you know, and really not doing, you know, this a long time over 15 years, but over time we built it up to being in the top group. And really now it's us and Anthony Wayne every year, you know, blasting at each other. Uh, and, and it's great. You know, Anthony Wayne's been really our, our band rival too for 10 to 15 years. I mean, oh, I okay. guess technically it's Ma Me, but the bands are are really uh, in a similar situation as the, as the teams. You know, Ma Me can only grow their brand program so much in the same way they can only grow the football team so much. Hmm. Anthony Wayne's district is a lot like Perrysburg. They have mm -hmm. a lot of room to grow. They got a lot of people. Uh, and uh, they have resources, you know, obviously, you know, it's a little different, but, um, but yeah, uh, you know, band being the same way um, we've had it started, you know, our, our, our band competition, um, you know, less and less of so the smaller schools started showing up because they just couldn't compete anymore. Some of the bigger schools. So then you have to kind of drive around a little bit more and find mm -hmm. some more of the bigger schools and, and to get together and because you don't want to down downshift your divisions because that's not the best student experience for your kiddos to play easier music when you can really push them and, and show them bands that can do the same thing, you know? Um, but I'm excited. It's been, it's been so fun uh, doing a marching band now as a parent, uh, both oh. of my kids coming through the Perrysburg high school marching band. And I'm still like a pseudo helper, like, you know, kid has a instrument, Mr. Jordan, I know you're, I know you're not on duty, but can you help me? And of course <laughs> I'm going to say yes, you know? Yeah. And I, I love that. Cause you know, I guess another football time, I can kind of chip block for the directors a little bit so they don't have to deal with it so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for someone who, you know, I love football, uh, I grew up huge bears fan, uh, Chicago bears going to be a fun season for the Chicago bears. I don't know how well they're going to do, but um you know probably not as well as perrysburg's going to do this season but um <laughs> well, looking, at least yeah yeah at least green bay isn't going to do as well so i'm excited for that mr buker if you're listening that one's for you um yeah so he's a big cheese head and that's yeah. okay i still forgive him um a lot of green bay fans around here it's weird is it um you know yeah i i mean and i can smell them a mile away but that's the thing <laughs> like a lot of people can't um for those of you, I'm not being a footballist. Green Bay and Chicago Bears, if you don't know, it, it have a huge rivalry. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm more on the fun end. I'm not going to throw a beer at your peanuts or something. You know, for me, it's, especially because the Bears always lose. So, like, uh, it's like, hey, you know what? Well, we we beat the spread. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, like, you know, half, you know, I tell kids all the time, you know, a lot of my victories in life are by default, right? So, and you, you got you to gotta love that more, you know, uh, you know, broken clock, et cetera. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so football, so it's, so it's so neat to see, like, to be on the field even and watch the high school football team play. Because, like, I know enough about it where I can say, oh, they're doing this or they're in this kind of cover too, um, you know, and, and defense. Played a lot of Madden too growing up. That taught me a lot about football. Yeah. Um, the technical aspects other um but yeah the it, the the whole football experience at perrysburg if you're listening to this you've never been to a perrysburg home football game you gotta go man you gotta go at least once yep. and check it out because it is so for a high school game there's small colleges that don't have experiences i think like that and um it's just it's such a great and the, and the team is so good and kiddos um are just the kids and just seeing them in their element you know whether it be cheering or playing an instrument or playing football or honestly just in the in the you know uh in the stands having a good time or uh those kiddos that that seem to just walk around the field the whole time um uh that that would be it's yeah it's a good time 
Uh, so yeah, uh, it's cool to see the success that Perrysburg's having because I hope it continues and with the new NLL because I just I think it's a great thing for our district. Yeah, yeah I think it's really cool. Yeah, yeah and if yeah, I, we always tell new we, we, the past couple of years we've had new coaches and we tell them like. Just wait till we tell wait till we have a home football game, man. It's it's different here. And now I I almost feel like I tell people that, but I almost feel like I don't uh appreciate it enough because I'm busy doing my thing and I kind of take it for granted. Like, yep, they're gonna be there and we're gonna hear music, we're gonna do this, do that, you know. But every once in a while I'll look in the stands and, and see all the people and that it's always that especially the Anthony Wayne game, as long as there's good weather. Uh, those stands yeah. would be packed. I mean, that's how it was last year at Anthony Wayne. There was they at sold Anthony out. Anthony Wayne, yeah, they sold out. Yeah, they had no tickets. So. Great. Yeah, it was like standing room only, right? I mean, yep. I remember there were people yep. who literally could not get a seat on the visiting side, and I it, it's just so cool to see that. And I'm a big you know band and, and being a part of the community that you're in. Like mm -hmm. you, you have a, a responsibility and a duty to the community. I'm not a I'm not a police officer. I'm not, not a military guy. I'm just not that guy. Right. So mm -hmm. how can I contribute to this community and this experience that people have here? And you know for me it's through music and teaching and the the, the a lot of the Friday night experience is really an expression, I think, of the schools and the community and the adults and the kids all coming together to provide this this experience for people. And so different. And like I said, if you're listening to this, you've never been to a home game at Perrysburg, man, you got to go. Go to the Anthony Wayne game. Uh, it is off the rails in a good way, in a good yeah, way. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited. I, I, got a, I got my 20th high school reunion this year. I went to Perrysburg. And, uh, oh, cool. yeah, so I got, I got some of my, some of my good friends, uh, two of my friends that we do the, the three different dads podcast with, they, they want to come on the field. Like, yeah, I'll get you on there. But I'm excited for my classmates to come and see how, how much has changed, how different it is. Some of them still work, like some of them work in the district too. So there's still people around here, mm -hmm. but a lot of them are coming from out of town and it's cool. It's cool to like, you know, I want to show off our school and, and what we've been doing and what we've been building and, you know, where if they have donated money, where their money's gone to, you know, so it's, yes. it's, it's a cool thing. And it, when they were building the Huskinson Center, <clears throat> excuse me, I put a, um, there was, they were asking for donations for it. And if you donated $2,500, you got to put your, your name on a locker in the, in the varsity locker oh, room. Wow. So we had a, a football player, a friend of ours, his name was Tyler Custer who uh, passed away. He um, committed suicide when he was in college, right after he graduated. Uh, he was a good kid, you know, and, and uh, he was fun to be around. And it's always those guys, you know, great personality was funny. And it just, you know, had demons that, that he, uh, you know, he, he couldn't battle. And uh, so I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity because he did graduate with us. He did. He was a kicker on the football team. Let's, I want to raise money for this. And, if my classmate, I just post on our classmates page on Facebook. And my, if my classmates did not come through, we raised $5,000 and we're able to get two plaques, one specifically for Tyler, because that's what it was for. And then another one, because we've had other classmates who have passed away since we graduated. And so we have two, two plaques in there. And it, it, it was so cool to like, to know my, my classmates were, were like all behind us and want to be a part of it. And once we said like, all right, we reached our goal. Here's our next goal for these other uh, classmates we lost. And, you know, they came through it and we were able to, to do this thing. And I wow. want to be able to like, like, here's where your money went. And, and it's, it, this is part mm -hmm. of our community. And now it's a big part of it and a big reason why we've had yeah. such success in athletics. I, I think it's great to have Hoskinson Center. So, so, and that's so cool that you did that plaque thing. And so amazing that you were able to get two. Wow. It's yes. People in this community, it's it's really, you know, it, it almost sounds cliche because it sounds like, you know, Perrysburg people say this a lot, but there is something here that's 
different. You don't see that in a lot of other communities. You really don't. Mm-hmm. And there's just something great here, something that inspires like me too, like as a teacher and musician, to, to try to create great things. You know, I moved here for the schools when when I you know I'm from Chicago originally. Um, and um, you know, went to Bowling Green and settled, and we were trying to find a place to live. And, and we knew Perrysburg had great schools. So I didn't even teach here yet, and mm-hmm. that's where we wanted to go because we wanted a, a place that was a great community. And, you know, I've always believed in Perrysburg that way. And again, it comes across as cliche sometimes, but it is true. It is such a great place to live and a great place to raise a family. Mm-hmm. And the school system is so amazing. And, um, you know, I can't say enough about it. And that game day experience, I mean, it's, I mean, now you lived it too in high school. Just in the last 20 years, it has changed so yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's amazing and and um and uh yeah everyone involved does, does such such an amazing job uh of uh, of bringing that about so yeah kudos to anyone if you're listening to this you have anything to do with friday nights you are the best it's amazing <laughs> uh love from mr jordan uh for sure uh you mentioned you mentioned bowling green i see your bowling green flag in the background uh my oh, wife yeah. went, my, my wife graduated from there i i went there for a semester and they told me not to come back uh so i have oh, no. uh, i just i've told you before That's i just I, I i just didn't go to class i just wasn't ready for college right out of high school uh i i lived down there for two years i lived with a, a group of guys my some of my friends for one year and then i moved in with mm-hmm. uh my wife and she was my girlfriend at the time and we moved in together down mm-hmm. there but uh when you go back because it's not that far i mean it's 15 minutes down the south right when you go back where's your favorite place to eat oh uh, poly eyes yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, it that is uh, it poly yeah. Eyes. yeah that is <laughs> It's not even me being a home BG guy. Like it's legit. Just like you gotta go to a Friday night with Perrysburg. If you're in Bowling Green, <laughs> you're gonna eat somewhere. You gotta get poly ice with the stuffed breadsticks. You're gonna wait maybe a couple hours because that place still only holds like 10 people. Yeah. Um, it was like that when I was there. Um, but it is totally worth it. Mr. Spots being a runner-up, yep. uh, yep. big Mr. Spots fan. Actually, just went to the original one in Ann Arbor um, oh. uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, I mean it was good, but it wasn't Bowling Green Spots, you know. Um, you know, and and yeah, but Poly Eyes definitely. Um, uh, they're still in the back. So I was in a fraternity, Kappa Kappa Psi, which is the band fraternity, and um, that was our our meeting place. We used to go there, uh, all of us, and and eat there afterwards. And we had a little uh, plaque in there for the longest time. So if you ever see the Kappa Kappa oh. Psi plaque, hi, <laughs> back in '97. Oh yeah. Um, so if you ever see it, um, but yeah, Polly Eyes for sure. My daughter's a freshman now uh, at Bowling Green, um, so she is studying studying uh, criminal justice with nice. a emphasis in investigation and forensic science. So that sounds fun. That, that sounds it sounds like she oh, listened yeah. to uh, a bunch of murder podcasts. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's yeah. living that dream. I mean, I shouldn't she's living it, but but you know what I'm saying, like yeah. her dream and her aspiration. She, you know, but she's like, you know, the the pantsuit wearing person that comes in after the heavy have cleared everything yeah. out, you know. Um, and and so she's a freshman. She's marching, and so we actually get to march with her. My wife and I met in the the Bowling Green marching band. Uh, is how we met. Um, we're actually the only sousaphone married couple in the history of the Bowling Green <laughs> marching band that we can find. Hey, what yeah, is that? They're what hard is to that? find. Yeah. <laughs> uh so that is really really cool um and but we're, we're getting to march together it's our hundredth hundredth year uh anniversary for the marching band there and oh, so nice. um the uh there's a bunch of alumni coming so it's a really cool experience and i love my days at bg um i didn't get kicked out if i did i think maybe i feel differently um but um 
but yeah, uh, I love Bowling Green. It's so nice because she's far enough that she has autonomy from us. Like if she wants to go to a banger or something, I don't know about it, you know. Um, but if she needs her laundry done or she needs food or money, yeah. we're right down the hall, you know, right down 75 or right up 75, I guess. But um, but yeah, so that's actually how I settled here. I went to college at BG and um which was a last minute decision. Uh, uh, the tube instructor at the time, uh, Velvet Brown, who's uh, one of the preeminent soloists in the world, somehow ended up in the middle of Ohio. And um couldn't believe it's something that makes Velvet, um, probably uh, for me, uh, she's a female, uh, probably a lot of people consider her to be the, the strongest female tuba soloist uh, possibly in history. Um, also has a, a unique perspective being um, um, African-American being black and really uh, brings brought this unique palette of life experiences and playing and i was like i gotta study with this person like i gotta get out there i was like i don't care if it's in the middle of a cornfield i originally was going to go to like university of chicago oh. um and study music yeah <laughs> so i didn't know i when i watched charlotte's web as a kid I, I legitimately thought it was fiction like it blew my mind that people actually lived on farms like i had <laughs> never been near a farm in my life like total city dude like yeah we had this one place that like every year set up a petting zoo for like one of the town like parties or something and i was like wow this is it man i'm living the farm life but um yeah i went to bowling green and my two thoughts were wow this is a lot of corn and you know and, and wow there are people like on like literal on tractors on the road yeah on the road yeah blue, yeah i wow <laughs> wow so, I mean, we would have beat you right off the road where I grew up, but um, here it's just a thing, you know? Um, so, but no, I love my Bowling Green experience and, um, you know, and it's nice to go back and have an excuse to uh, honestly just eat there more often, yeah. um, more than anything. You know, but, yeah, I, I, uh, when I hear, when I hear tuba, I don't think mm -hmm. soloist, like I, I'm going to have to wow. listen to some videos because, because I think of obviously there's, there's certain instruments and maybe it's because the, the famous people that are playing them but i played saxophone when i was in fifth and sixth grade uh i, I could play uh when the saints go marching in and that was about it uh but I, banger, man. but i like you think of e even people like i remember when i was in cleveland people were there was a guy uh um playing on the street saxophone for money we asked him to play careless whisperer and he you know played it immediately and but you know, i don't think of tuba as like a soloist instrument yeah, it's it's it, it and, and it's really not crazy to be one. Um, so part of what I did before I became band director is uh, my matches is actually in tuba performance. So I used to when I was at college before uh, I, I got out of the amateur status, I actually used to compete um, uh, as a tuba soloist. And you play concertos, you play all stuff. Actually, in two thousand one, uh, the International Tuba and Euphonium Competition, they have a world one. We had about. 520 entrants uh in the solo tuba all over the world uh and i did a 500 here, uh, in the, wow. <laughs> yeah and i was uh a third in the entire world uh wow and, um, it was neat actually yeah it actually got me a sponsorship deal with the tuba maker uh so one of the tubas i own uh i got uh exceedingly cheap uh, so, because I promoted it, because we have a tuba magazine, even so, uh, <laughs> there is. Well, I don't know if the actual magazine exists anymore. I'm sure it's online, yeah. but um, there's a picture of me uh, showcasing Wilson tubas. Um, but, um, but yeah, so it's it's a very niche thing, um, very niche thing, um, tuba solo. Because really, when people want to listen to a soloist, they don't think, oh, 
I'm going to listen to a tuba today, mm -hmm. right? It, and yep. the tuba does have a very warm, mellow sound to it. In fact, uh, people that come to recitals when I do solo recitals will say, yeah, no offense, but it, it kind of wanted to make me go to sleep. Um, not that it was boring, but it's just this very warm, cradling mm -hmm. sound. Um, the tuba is definitely, you know, it, it definitely doesn't sound what a stereotypical tuba would sound like when it's in the hands of a, a soloist or somebody who's been classically trained. Um, but uh, one of the great things about tuba playing is trying to make this instrument that only wants the umpah, trying to make it mm. to make music. Um, and that challenge of that, you know, it kind of parallels the reason why I love doing junior high band is that I love the challenge of trying to get these little tweens um, to make music and, and more importantly, work together. Um, but, um, you know, and so the challenge of it is really neat. But yeah, so somehow she ended up there. Now she's at Penn State and she's doing stuff at like real big music schools but he was there for a couple of years so i said like, i gotta get out here and then i kind of just ended up you know um playing the tuba usually when people think of tuba they think of the sousaphone the marching version uh like in ohio state you know dotting the i yeah um, i did once get to dot the l in falcons when we did a show <laughs> dot with, the L <laughs> with big 10 i got to dot the l in falcons it was great um, I don't think the joke played well with the audience because you could see people were visibly confused as to what was going on. Like, what is that guy doing? But I, I would totally do it again. I didn't care. Um, I got to do the little spin and the bow. Oh, and march over there. It was great. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, tubas really, you know, if there's one thing in life that's really propelled me um, to where I am, it's it's picking up that instrument in in, in sixth grade. You know, uh, really a lot of my life experiences is because I chose that instrument specifically. Um, more so because we moved schools and I, I wanted to join band and they said they didn't have any room and anything else except for tuba. And I was like, that's the big loud one, right? And she said, yeah, me up. So that yeah. suits me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I, I have, I have yeah. a, a list. Um, I just Googled, uh, best tuba soloist. And I want to do, you, do you know a lot of, so I would imagine, you know, a lot of soloists, yeah. right? All right. All right. Mm -hmm. So here's, mm -hmm. here's, I don't know if they're in any particular, it's just a list of people, but I just want to see. Also, I don't know if I'll be able to pronounce some of these names. Um, there's one, this guy's, it looks like it's Oystein Bozdvik. Oystein Bozdvik. Yes. Uh, he's great. And actually this, what's really cool. This is so amazing to me. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, uh, he, I want to say he's Swedish, but anyway, he had a concerto, uh, this piece written for him. And at the end of the international tuba and euphonium competition, the final round, when it's down to three people, you have to essentially, there's a piece of music that you have to play that nobody has ever seen and you have to premiere it in front of all the judges. Oystein was there. Um, and um, he uh, it was written for him. And I was first to go. So technically, Oystein recorded that and put it on a CD. He said it was written for him and premiered. I actually premiered it. Now, no. um, yeah, yeah. Now, of course, it was at a competition and I didn't play it nearly as well as he can. Yeah. But technically, I was the first person to play. Oystein is great. He does, he does like TV shows. He kind of does like the European circuit of like the Saturday Night Lives and things like that. Okay. And he, he showcases the tuba. So, yeah, yeah. Total guy, guy is a total freak on the instrument. Oh, yeah. All right. All right uh roger bobo roger bobo is the granddaddy he okay um, he is the one yeah he's the one he was the la uh principal tubist in the la philharmonic for a long time actually my teacher velvet brown he was her teacher oh. um so i had that lineage to him if you were to say to tuba players pick one tuba player to represent tuba I'd say that his name is going to be in the top three, if not top overall. But he passed recently, um, had a wonderful career. One of the first tuba soloists ever to actually get recorded. Uh, he recorded a CD of just tuba playing wow. on a major uh, 
classically yeah the first person really to ever do it so yeah he's he's a big name definitely a big name <laughs> this, is, this is so perfect i love all of this this is so good this is so awesome. good um again let's see uh carol janch janish yeah so i have a really funny story about carol janch so when i uh <laughs> she was still in high school when I did, uh, when I used to compete in college, she, uh, she ended up going to Michigan to study. Um, uh, being female in Chuba, Chuba is a very, very male-dominated instrument. That's the first I, sentence actually, on here. Yes, it says something about her being the only accomplished female tuba player. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and, and then that was part of what drew me to Velvet was that uh, being a female, plus she was like five feet tall and could play like five times louder than me, so I had no hmm. idea where she... But Carol... Uh, so I met Carol. So we're, I'm, I'm practicing all day for my competition, right? Because this is like my shot. You know, after I left Bowling Green, I actually uh, started teaching right at the University of Toledo, which nailed my eligibility for being an amateur anymore. Mm. Um, but anyway, I'm, I'm practicing and I'm like, oh, man, I need to go get a beer. So I'm walking across the street to Chili's. Carol Janish is playing rugby or with this group of guys and just beating the crap out of him like <laughs> this most tough nosed girl and then she goes and she goes and she plays absolute piece of the instrument but man she understands style too like i was just all oh, the whole like smart just it but just lays it down gets in the pit with the other guys doesn't even care like uh oh yeah so carol janish um mad respect for her um yeah great great tuba player studied up at michigan uh so i was around her a little bit when i was at pg Awesome. Uh, a couple more. This I, I could do this all day. This is uh, so fascinating. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gene Picorni. Gene Picorni, yeah, the tuba player of the Chicago Symphony. I actually took a lesson from him. So you go to his house. Oh. He plays in his garage, right? Bro, now, he if you were to say, pick one tuba that plays in a major orchestra in the entire world. Gene Percorni my guy. So he's this little dude, um, and you go and you have a private lesson with him, uh, uh, and he goes, and the first thing he does is play for you. This guy plays so loud that you can feel your internal organs shaking. It is just like, I, I didn't even want to play in the lesson. I just wanted to hear this dude play. Um, also, really in the trains. So if you ever meet Gene Percorni, really? two things to talk about are tuba and trains. Yeah, loves trains. Um, you know, there's some people that nerd out about trains. It's one of those things I think trains are cool, but like some people get into like the models yeah. and like they pass by yeah. certain rails. So cool, right? Uh, so he was into that. Super, super human dude. Um, yeah, an amazing tuba player. Uh, so, Gene, if you're, uh, and obviously, we're, you and I are pretty famous. So, I'm guessing Gene's going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> so, Gene, thank you for that lesson and help me in the Chicago Youth Symphony. You helped me pass that audition. I will always thank you for that, Gene. Thank you. Wow. All right. Well, we'll, well, that'll be the the end of those. And actually, that's right, uh, that's, cool. that's about the, the end of this podcast. That first of all, uh, oh, yeah. I. In this, uh, in the intro to this, when I when I, I always do the intro after the podcast, I got to make a point to, for people: you have to stay the entire time and listen to the end. That that <laughs> and I, as someone who I don't have a very good memory, um, but uh, like to be able to, I thought one of these for sure, and maybe at some point if I kept going, you'd be like, ah, I don't know if I ever heard of, them. but like there you were all like immediate stories. I knew all this. It's it was so it's so cool, <laughs> man. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Tuba has been a huge, I mean, probably the, if there's one thing, what has been the biggest part of your life? What has really influenced you the most out of anything you've ever done? It, it's playing the tuba. Um, and so, uh, yeah. And, and those people are also sweet. Yes. You got to listen to the end. If you're listening, if you, if you cheated and you went past it, you're at the very end now. 
You got to get that it. back. You one missed minute. it. Yeah. yeah, you got to go back. You got to go back. Get on your favorite <laughs> podcast app. Whatever, man. You got to listen. Well, Jason, thanks for coming on, man. This was great. Uh, I, had, I had so much fun, and and you know, as someone I. I probably made eye contact with uh, several times at basketball games mm-hmm. and football games. So it was good to actually sit sit down with you. And you live right across, right around the corner from me too. So, really? yeah, yeah. I, I live it's on. Really cool. the, I live on the South Bramblewood. Oh, whatever, my Bramblewood friends. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is great. Hey, yeah. Uh, that is awesome. Yeah. So, if you hear some loud music coming from the north end of the road, I apologize. We try to keep it down over here, um, but we're always rehearsing and, and doing yep. things well, over here. So, one, one time, that's one time awesome. My wife was like, "My kid or my kids, like, where's that music coming from?" I go, it's, "There's a music teacher over there, and I bet that his band's practicing right now." I was like, "That's where, that's where yes. it's coming from." <laughs> Yeah, the clipboards practice in my basement sometimes. Or uh, yeah, so um, yeah, for teacher rock, we're not as loud as your typical rock band, but we need four people that need to make sure junior high students are listening. So uh, we do have some loudness uh, baked into us through our careers. Well, well, if you get next time you guys practice, let me know. I have a little handheld uh, recorder that I can come, you know, grab a couple of interviews and and talk to you guys about it and stuff, and we can put a clipboard oh, yeah. episode out. Yeah. Yeah. That they would love that because uh, part of the clipboards is pretending that we're big rock stars, right? And oh, beautiful. you know, so yeah, so like the little posters we made and stuff, like it's oh yeah, it'll be great. Come on over, we'll we'll have a couple surveys. It'll be awesome. Um, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it'll be a good time. All right, Jason. Well, well, thanks again. Uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. You're the best. Have a great rest of your uh, year, and I'll see you Friday. Sounds good. What a great episode. And if you listen to the end, I, I, that's, I told you that it was so good. And it was just blowing my mind to have that, that Jason, you know, well, th- well, again, I should say thanks for Jason to Jason for joining me on the podcast today. Uh, but for his like memory of all these people and having stories of it right away. And, and it, was, it was so good. It was just blowing my mind. I don't know why it was just fascinating. Because again, when I told him, I didn't think of tubu as a soloist instrument. And then there's a list of best tu- tuba soloists. And he was just naming them all. It was, excuse me. It was so, it was so good. I enjoyed it so much. Um, please uh, keep uh, reviewing, liking, sharing this podcast. Help help it grow. This is this is our podcast as much as it as mine and my basements. It is yours. Uh, so the more you grow it, the uh, better everyone will be. And I'm hoping to uh, nail down. A, uh, I shouldn't say like famous because everyone's famous in their own right. Right? That sounds I guess kind of corny, but like. I've been like randomly emailing people that would probably that are probably going to say no in the hopes that one of them will just be like, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, you don't get a lot of downloads, but that's all right. You're cool. You seem like a cool dude and I'll do it. So I, uh, I'm, that's what I'm doing. I, I figured I don't like when people tell me no and I'm afraid like to hear no. But uh, some a lot of times these bigger quote unquote celebrities uh, don't even say anything. So I can live with that too, I guess. <laughs> so it's just out there. But uh, yeah, keep keep doing everything. This podcast is growing, and uh, I'm almost up to 200 episodes. I got to figure out something really awesome to do for 200th episode. I don't know yet. I think the 200th episode is the is scheduled to come out the week of my 20th uh, high school reunion. So I was thinking about doing something with that. I don't know though. We'll see. Uh, if you have any ideas for a 200th episode, let me know. Uh, and uh, let me know if you have anybody that would like to come on. If you want to come on, reach out to nerdballpodcast at gmail.com or just message uh, us on the Instagram or Facebook pages. Uh, I'm more than willing to, uh, to have guests on. So uh, again, thanks for everything. This is great. Uh, people are always talking to me about it. So I appreciate all you appreciate everyone listening. 
Uh, thanks, as always, to Big Daddy Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, Cuttlefish Graphics, and Real JP Multimedia for always helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.